Hey, yo, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, marks, smarks, and watchers of all promotions. You know what? You just made the you just list. Made the, list. the Fourth Wall Pop Network proudly presents its reigning, defending tag team podcasters of the world, JC Bones and DJ Maddie G. Well, you know, you're exactly right, mean Gene, Gene. Whether you're watching from quarantine or wrestling for empty arenas, we have you covered. Uh, Find out what went down and what's coming up as we give you new normal wrestling. And welcome to a solo episode of New Normal Wrestling. I am your friendly neighborhood podcaster, your podcast prince, Wade Olson. Excuse me, I got to adjust the crown a little bit. Well, guys, this is a solo episode. Um, Maddie, shout out to you, DJ Maddie G, and our good brother, JC Bones, are both OA on assignment. So... They left the reins to the one and only podcast, Prince. So, usually we would talk about everything going on in wrestling, but I'm going to do a quick bite here. I'm not going to go long. I'm not going to go all over everything that went on with wrestling. I'm going to touch on things I enjoyed and I really want to discuss with you guys. Now, um, let's get into it a little bit. Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. I'm going to talk about things I liked. So let's start with the first match on the show, which was Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship in a Hell in a Cell. Now, I've gone on record saying numerous times that this match did not need to be in a Hell in a Cell. The feud itself was very small. They All they did was basically laugh at each other every week. And Bailey was starting to get to Bianca a little bit. So it didn't really warrant a Hell in a Cell. But I will say this, for what they were given and how this Hell in a Cell played out, it was very good. Um, let's talk about Bailey. Bailey is doing some of the best work she has ever done in ring. And she is, excuse me, one of the unsung heroes that we have had this whole pandemic. Bailey has shown that she can adapt. She can change. She can do everything that we want her to do or everything she feels she needs to do to get the match and the crowd invested. And I know there's no crowds, but everyone on home on the Internet, we all talk about it. Um, Bailey did so many amazing heel tactics. Not only did she use the hair, but at one point in the match, she bit Bianca to the point where I'm like, damn. She did. She break skin on her. Did she bust her open? Like, yo. Bailey's taking this to whole new levels, and she delivered as usual. Uh, Bailey is 0-2 when it comes to Hell in a Cell matches, but this match, I legit thought, I legit thought there was going to be one chance, one chance where Bailey would get the win over Bianca, and honestly, I'm going to say it now, it wouldn't have hurt her. It wouldn't have hurt Bianca to drop as much as everybody's a fan of Bianca, myself included. It just would have been fine if Bailey dropped. But Bianca retained. No sweat. It's fine. It's cool. But I usually Hell in a Cell matches are a blow-off. This feud is far from over because Bailey, Bianca after the match, and she looked 
flawless. Like she didn't get scratched up at all. Makeup stayed on point. Chef's kiss. Shout out to Bianca for that. Um, also her gear before we get into the closing uh, segment of the match. Um, her gear was very, very dope. I liked it. I liked it because it was, in my eyes, it might have been uh, three little Easter eggs to it. Because Bianca likes to add little details to her gear that remind us of things or just come up with different color schemes that we've never seen before. So she had flames on her gear. Now, I thought it represented Alundra Blaze, you know, a pioneer in women's wrestling. Medusa, look her up. She's amazing. Amazing. Hall of Famer. If you guys don't know who Medusa or Alundra Blaze is, hop on, hop on Peacock. That sounds so dirty. But <laughs> hop on Peacock. Oh, my God. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> and go check out Alundra Blaze and Medusa. She is one of the best in the game when it comes to women's wrestling. I thought it was a trip, but back to the gear. I thought it was a tribute to her and also a tribute to Harlem Heat. Now, the reason I say Harlem Heat is because if you go back, Montez hit her real life actual husband and his partner, Angelo Dawkins, wore Harlem Heat-esque very tribute gear. Very reminiscent. So I think uh, it was a tie-in and a shout-out to Booker T and Stevie Ray. Again, one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling history. Look up their work. It's on Peacock. It's on YouTube. Go look up. Especially this one interesting promo where Booker T says something about Hulk Hogan. Don't know if you guys have seen it. It's very rare. It's a rare promo. So if you get a chance, just look up Booker T Hulk Hogan promo. Fantastic work. <laughs> But moving on, the second match that I want to talk about in Hell in a Cell was, is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, This match should have been a Hell in a Cell. I personally think the way the feud's been built, and this is long-term story storytelling, is... Rhea has something to prove. She lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic. There was no fans, no nothing. She tapped out. She had to rebuild herself, go through NXT, reestablish herself again, and then went to the main roster, won the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania, beat Charlotte and Asuka in a triple threat match down the road, and then eventually got to Charlotte. She had to prove that she could beat Charlotte one-on-one. And the match was good. There were some points where it looked like Charlotte was really, really dominant and just overpowering Rhea. And Rhea got her stuff, and she did. I didn't like the fact that it was, like, 75% Charlotte, 25% Rhea. I would have liked to see more from Rhea in the match to show, like, it's an even playing field, and she has evolved from Rhea Ripley in NXT a year ago. Solid match. It was good. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like I said, there could have been some things I didn't, you know, that could have happened, but they didn't. You can't control everything. Um, Speaking of can't control everything, the finish. I have huge issues when it comes to this finish. Um, I've seen the table used before. I've seen chairs used before, and it led to his qualification. But you're going to tell me the top... 
of the table, the announcer's table, smacks into Charlotte's face and it's disqualification. It is one of the most silliest things I've ever heard. And it's just weird. It was just weird. It didn't seem logical or make sense to me at some point. Uh, maybe you guys can fill me in. Uh, feel free to hit me up on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We'll talk about those later. Um, but let's talk about the aftermath of that. And then I'll get into another match that happened and at Hell in a Cell. Um, the aftermath between Charlotte and Rhea. Very interesting. Um, Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville basically call Rhea Ripley out. Tell her as a Raw Women's Champion, that's not what champions do. You should be a better role model. You should be doing things the right way, trying to win, trying to win matches fair and square. And you took the cheater's way out. Rhea gave the proper response, and I think we all will agree. Charlotte does it. It's suddenly okay if Charlotte does it. But if I do it or anybody else does it, it's it's a problem. This led to Charlotte Flair coming out and, you know, doing what Charlotte Flair does best, saying she wants a rematch and getting it. And we will have Charlotte versus Rhea at Hell in a Cell. I mean, Hell in a Cell. Wow. Money in the bank. See how these pay-per-views just blending together? I feel like I'm saying, like, the same pay-per-views over and over and over again. Um then they exchanged some weird death stare at each other. Charlotte was look, like giving Rhea bedroom eyes. That's what I call it. Or you know what? I'm going to say it's like this. It's like when um, my Corgi, shout out to Rhea the Corgi. Love you. Love you, boo-boo. Um, corgis have this weird thing where they tilt their head to the side and they want you to look at their butt. So they're like, are you looking? Are you watching? My butt. Look at my butt. Like that, she gave the corgi look. That's what I call it, the corgi look. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the end all of the segment. And we now know that these two will be facing off again in hopefully the finale of their feud. Uh, I low-key think this is going to lead to Charlotte wanting an added stipulation to the match that if Rhea gets herself disqualified, or counted out, she will lose the Royal Women's Championship at Money in the Bank, i.e. a Randy Orton Christian situation where Charlotte pushes Rhea to the point where she has to and just destroys Charlotte, but ends up ultimately losing the championship. Um, I don't want it to happen for Rhea, but it looks like that may be the case. Or another thing I would like to see is a last woman standing match. Give me one-on-one Charlotte versus Rhea in a last woman standing match. Let those two go at it. And hell, even put it before the money or after the money in the bank match for the for the ladies and maybe have a cash in. You never know. Um, also, Alexa Bliss took on Shayna Baszler in a very fun match. Yes, I said fun match. You guys out there, I know in the community did not like the match. I like that Alexa Bliss is now the spooky, creepy uh possession girl and it's adding more fun to her gimmick and that's what wrestling is man we gotta have fun with everything now and then it can't be grappling and 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 grappling and grappling and grappling and high spots and everything it's sports entertainment we are watching something that's supposed to be entertaining us in a different way and and watch out alexa bliss is using her entertainment skills the best she can to 
to have fun with it. And she even said on Twitter, she checked the trolls a little bit. She said, you guys can say what you want, but I'm having some of the most fun of my life. And she is, and you can tell from the whole match, it was she didn't feel any pain when Shayna was twisting her arm different directions to the point where she possessed Nia Jax and slapped Reggie. Ooh, we need to get Reggie out of the storylines for the women. He needs to just go bye-bye. No more. No mas. Adios. Um, but yeah, it's some of the best stuff we've ever seen. Another match I really, really enjoyed was uh, KO and Sammy, Seth and Seth and Cesaro, both amazing matches. If you guys haven't seen them, please go check them out. Uh, get well soon to KO. It sucks that he was injured during this match, but KO being the professional that he is, continued the match, and he has basically said he will be taking a break from television, a break from WWE television to heal his wounds and come back stronger and better than ever. Um, Moving right along, I want to talk about Monday Night Raw and the basically the entire show from beginning to end, with the exception of Xavier Woods putting on an amazing, amazing main event performance in a Hell in a Cell match against the World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Lashley. Xavier Woods has slowly been one of those people who has come back from an injury during the pandemic and killed it. He's in great shape. He's delivering matches, match like five-star match quality all the time. And I'm very happy that Xavier is put in these positions and he's running with the ball the best he can. Thank you, Xavier Woods, man. You are killing it, hands down. Kudos to you, man. Uh, very cool that we are going to get Kofi in the title picture again against Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. Hopefully next week when the guys come back, uh, we will be talking more in depth about this and I get their thoughts and opinions. Because I know you just don't want to hear mine. You want to hear Matty Drip Drip. You want to hear the good brother Bones talk about their thoughts when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. But again, it's just me, solo, one-on-one, -on -one, talking to you guys in a one-on-one -on -one match. And a one-on-one -on -one podcast. Um, so on Raw, we got the beginning stages of the qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. We had Matt Riddle take on, uh, who was it he took on? Oh, Drew McIntyre, who shouldn't even be in, the, be in this match because he lost and will not get any more title opportunities as long as Bobby Lash is a champ. Don't know why he was in Money in the Bank, but... It was Riddle and McIntyre, Randy Orton, and who did he lose? Who did he face? Sorry, guys, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to just pull up the top of my head. AJ and Ricochet, and there was Randy Orton, and uh, bar with me for a second because I know they were all. Oh, John Morrison. There you go. John Morrison. Now I remember. I didn't even have to look at my phone. Um, all three were upsets, surprisingly. Ricochet, John Morrison, and Riddle all advanced into Money in the Bank. And next week, there will be a last chance match featuring the losers, which is AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat match to determine the fourth spot and the final spot 
for the raw men's side of the of the money in the bank match. Now, I don't know how SmackDown's going to do it. We'll see how that goes. But uh, let's talk about the women a little bit and what the women are doing for Money in the Bank. Um, there were two tag team matches that determined who would be the four representatives for the Raw women. Now, this is different. I guess they wanted to rush into it to get the women out the way. So we know who's there for Raw and who's there for SmackDown. So maybe SmackDown will have singles matches or tag matches. It's so weird them having tag matches and no division, but that's another story for another time. I'm not going to go there. In, uh, for you all that are listening, you know I'm a huge women's wrestling advocate, but <sighs> those tag titles, I tell you, I tell you, I have huge issues with those and the way they're being used. Um, but let's get into it. Naomi and Asuka teamed up with Eva Marie and the newly named do drop aka piper niven now i do like the story behind this because in that match we all were going in saying eva marie and do drop are going to get in and eva's going to get in and it's not going to matter because she's probably going to win money in the bank by hook or crook or some weird stipulation that we don't want to deal with and we're just gonna have to be the fact that eva marie is now money in the bank but that was not the case. Uh, Eva Marie was getting a little too ahead of herself and thought she could steal a win from uh, Dewdrop, a.k.a. Piper Niven. And it ended up backfiring and Dewdrop bailed on her and didn't even go for the tag. Na- Naomi and <laughs> Naomi and Asuka have officially qualified for the women's Raw money in, for the women's money in the bank ladder match for the Raw. For, for Raw. So then we then got another tag match, and I'm telling you, in a tag team situation, it was form two former tag team uh, champions, women's tag team champions, going at it. It's a little thing that people tend to forget about. So we had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, Bliss Cross Applesauce, teaming up one more time against the former women's tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um Again, more shenanigans were ensued because the telepath, uh, the uh, or possession skills of Alexa Bliss reared their ugly head again. Uh, Reginald was gonna slap Nia Jax, which I don't think would have went off too well on TV. Didn't happen. Nia snapped him out of it, and uh, Nikki and Alexa got the win. But the bigger story involved here is. A Nia, not why well, not Nia. Nikki Cross debuted some new gear, very interesting gear. Um, she debuted herself as a superhero, and I am a huge superhero fan. I am a huge superhero advocate. If you'd like to hear me talk more about geek culture, superheroes, and all that good stuff, check out the show I've been part of since day one along with this show on the fourth wall pop network, big heck weight adventures. Shout out to you. Good brother, big heck. Um, but back to the, back to the matter of hand, Nikki cross debuted a new outfit. Um, she's just a superhero has butterflies and lightning. And she was a Cape and a mask with the eye paint on it. And she's basically, she wanted to do this because it's her new attitude. It's a change. It's something she actually thought of and she wanted to put together and, 
it's finally coming to fruition. Now I know everybody, the internet, myself included, looked at him and was like, what the hell is this garbage? Like, that's not Nikki Cross. But I'm going to give it some time. I had some time to sit down and think about it. I had some time to let it fester. I had some time to rewatch and look and see different perspectives. And I'm going to give it a chance. I want to see what the, where this goes. Um, she got the full thumbs up from Molly Holly and the Hurricane, Shane Helms, who had a similar type of gimmick and made it work. So let's see where that goes, guys. Come on. I know we're very hard on wrestling, but it's wrestling. It's some of the weirdest, funnest entertainment we could possibly have. So let's just enjoy it. Let's have fun with it. Let's see where this goes. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Ah, I did a Bones reference. Let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's see what happens. Um, But again, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss have qualified for the Raw women's, for the Raw side of the Money in the Bank ladder match. So it's Asuka, Naomi, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss. Let's see who jumps in as of Friday, because I'm recording this on Friday, early Friday, to see who gets in for the men's side on SmackDown and who gets in for the women's side on SmackDown. I have my picks. I believe that uh, for the women, Liv and Carmella are going to be there. I could see possibly one of the tag team women's tag team champions getting in natty or tamina would be interesting to see so one of them getting in and uh possibly a, a, re- a returning sasha banks i could see it what better way to have uh the boss come back than come back at money in the bank in front of a live audience just saying it would be it wouldn't be a bad idea would not be a bad idea at all um for the men I'm going to say Cesaro, Seth, Sami Zayn, and um, Dominic Mysterio. Let's put the kid out there with seven of the best, and let's see him have fun with it. Let's see what he can do. Put him in there. He's obviously handled handled it with Seth and anybody he's been in the ring with, and he's getting better and better every time. So why not give the kid a shot? Let's see what happens. I'm picking Dominic Mysterio to be one of the uh, combatants in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. So go Dominic. Prove him right. Or prove him wrong, whichever one. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about my personal love. Um... NXT. So last week we had some amazing television where Samoa Joe choked out Adam Cole as the new enforcer for William Regal. So the one thing I want to touch on, actually, there's two things on NXT I really want to touch on. No, I'm sorry, there's three. Three things I really, 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 really enjoyed about NXT this week. Let's start with the potential for Great American Bash. We have a potential NXT championship match between Karrion Cross and Johnny Gargano. Now, I said this before and I'll say it again. Johnny Gargano is part of Mount Rushmore and NXT, in my opinion. I know everybody has different opinions of who should be there, but Johnny is one of those people you have to have there um, in my eyes. I feel this match is going to be very interesting. 
Uh, it, it only started because Johnny made claim to it and said he wanted a shot at it and even, you know, low-key insulted uh, the current NXT champion, Karrion Cross in a promo with Austin Theory. Uh, this led to Pete Dunne coming out with Orny Lorcan saying he was supposed to get a title shot. He wants one. And we got an amazing tag match between Austin Theory, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, and Oni Lorcan. One of my favorite tag matches. Actually, one of my favorite matches this week. So if you guys get a chance, go check it out on Hulu, Peacock, all those streaming sites you can watch NXT on. It was such a good match. Um, Johnny and Theory get the win with uh, Johnny hitting one final heartbeat, one final beat. Uh, they celebrate their win on the... Uh, Walking up the ramp, Karrion makes his attack, takes out Johnny. So we are low-key thinking that this is going to lead to Johnny Gargano versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship at the Great American Bash. If that's the case, I'm excited for it. Johnny delivers whenever, wherever you put him. He is like the he is like my Shawn Michaels or this era Shawn Michaels for me. He can deliver no matter what. No matter who you put him in the ring with, he's always going to give you a good match or or a classic match, depending on how you look at it. But let's give it to him. Let's do Johnny versus uh, Karen Cross. I can't wait to see it. Uh, we also saw uh, some great interaction between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. We'll get to that in a second. Um, let's talk about the women. Let's talk about the women real quick. Frankie Monet had another amazing debut or re-debut, re-debut, whichever one, um, defeating uh, Enhancement Talent, squashed her real quick. I want to give props to her for doing uh, a nice, saw this nice move. It was so smooth. It was like she grabbed the leg and slid and then turned into like a little uh, diving punch thing and started beating the bricks off of her, her opponent. And I like that about it. Um, I also think low-key, she's going to form her own little faction because she's trying to lure Jesse Kamei and Aaliyah away from the Robert Stone brand. Even called themselves the Winner's Circle. Stay tuned for that. I think it's going to be a new faction coming within NXT of women. And we need that. We need some strong women factions. Don't get me wrong. There are some great women's tag teams, but a women's faction in NXT? Sign me up all day. Every day. But speaking of Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah, they faced later on that night on a strange bedfellows. I'm sorry, strange. If if it's female, is it strange bedfellows? I don't. Well, an odd tag team, an odd pairing. Um, EO Shirai and Zoe Stark have now formed a tag team. And EL being the gangster she is, doesn't even like Zoe Stark. And she's teaming with her to take on Kamea and, and Aaliyah. Uh, obviously, EO and Zoe get the win. Meanwhile, Candice and Indy are back there in the, on the uh, ramp, just not doing anything, just looking at them, seeing what they're doing. And before you know it, shenanigans ensue on, uh, ensue on Sue, who Sue. It happens. Um, Raquel and Dakota come out and they claim that they want the NXT Women's Tag Team titles back. 
kind of odd because Raquel, you're the raw, you're the NXT women's champion. You shouldn't be worried about the tag titles right now. I understand you want to help your friend get a title, but nah, you're NXT women's champion. Focus on that. Dakota could find other things to do. She's there and she's going to do great things. Possibly take the belt off of her. Don't know. It could happen at TakeOver. Not the Great American Bash. I doubt it. Um, then Shotzi and Ember make their case, saying they deserve to be in there. And it leads to a brawl. And I mean a brawl between all six women. And eventually, uh, Samoa Joe and William Regal make a match next week that we will have a triple threat tag team match to determine who will face Candice and Indy at the Great American Bash. So it's going to be Shotzi and Ember versus Raquel and Dakota versus hmm, Zoe, Zoe and Neo. Sorry, I blanked out for a second. I was like, there were so many women involved in this segment. It was hard to keep track of the teams that were actually going to qualify for this. Um, if it were me picking, I would say... The winners of the match are going to be Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Um, I know it's an odd tag team, but you're only doing this to keep the tag team titles busy, which I love to see. Uh, Raw SmackDown looking at you with your tag titles. Uh, you're keeping your tag champions busy and relevant and not just sitting on the wayside holding the belts for hostage. They're actually going to be defending them at some point. So kudos to NXT for that. Can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait to see who actually qualifies to go up against the way for the NXT tag titles, women's tag titles. Now, the main event of NXT was a dream match that we have not had in years since New Japan. Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. What more can you say? Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida put on an amazing performance they tore the house down it was wrestling pure chef's kiss at its finest great match great match overall Kyle got the win with a nice roll up hooked him nice to the point where even Kushida was like that was three and the ref had to explain him I'm like yeah man you got pinned sorry it is what it is they had a huge embrace Adam Cole, who had stated earlier in the night that he had left the building, came back to attack Kyle O'Reilly. It leads to a brawl. They go off camera. All of a sudden, we see a bunch of bodies in the ring just beating the bricks off of Kushida. Hooded guy in a hood beats the crap out of him. And I mean, demolishes him. And then we see the hood come off, and it's Roderick Strong making his return. Um, with Tyler Rust, and I want to give a huge shout-out to Dusty Dave because he's the one who told me, low-key, who this guy was, the third member of the group. Um, Malcolm Bivens was there as a manager, but the last and final person in the group is someone by the name of – hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. I want to make sure I have the name right. And make sure I'm saying it right because it is uh, he is in of Asian descent or Japanese descent. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to be as politically correct as I can. I don't want to make mistakes or offend anyone here. So 
oh man, where is it? He sent it to me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's good to know. At least I know the name of the person. So when I talk about it on new normal, I don't look like a weirdo and I'm just, oh, here it is. Hideki Suzuki, he is 41 and he is from the coaching staff at the Performance Center. Suzuki is a 12-year veteran and worked for promotions including NOAA, Big Japan, and Oki Genome Federation in 01. He trained in the late Billy Robinson before his debut in 2008 and later wrote about the book, a book about the teachings of Robinson. So he is the third member along with Tyler Rust and Roger Strong making up the debuting group Diamond Mine. Now, here's the cool part of this whole thing. Um, Malcolm Bivens, who is amazing on Twitter. If you're not following at Malcolm Valley on Twitter, you're making a huge mistake. Some of the most entertaining tweets I have ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> back when he was uh, Stokely Hathaway. So good. So good. If you want to watch a great match, he actually wrestles. Uh, <laughs> and he actually goes after championships. Um, check out Stokely Hathaway versus Orange Cassidy. Just YouTube. It's hilarious. It's so good. It's so good. But after that, um, Malcolm Bivens hands Roddy the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, hinting that he will be going after that title and taking it from Kushida, possibly at the Great American Bash. Or you want to save it, do it at TakeOver. Well, not mind that match at all. Do it at TakeOver. But guys, that's all I got today. I said I was going to keep it as short as possible. I think I went a pretty good, decent amount of time. Now, let me handle business. I got to handle business. If you would like to follow me personally on all my social medias, here they are. You can follow me on Twitter at Wade Ilson. You can follow me on Instagram at Wade Ilson with an underscore. I am part of this lavish network. So if you want to listen to me here, you can check me out on New Normal Wrestling on Instagram and at Wrestling Normal on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Bit from Big Heck and Wade Adventures, you can go on Instagram again, search Big Heck Wade Adventures and check out the Twitter at Big Heck Wade ADV. I am also part of another podcast. Yes, yes, I am working myself to the bone here where I work with the lovely, lovely Jess. Hi, babe. <laughs> uh, who is part of an amazing podcast of all the Scream Queens. Please check them out if you get the chance. Check out the Scream Queens. They are so dope. And I'm not just saying that she's my girlfriend. I'm saying because they're an awesome podcast. I talk about horror and HHN. So if that's your bag, guys, please go check it out. Um, I But back to business. Myself, Jess, and our good buddy RJ are part of a women's wrestling podcast. Yes, I do a women's wrestling podcast called Women Can Wrestle. Let me say that again for you guys. Women Can can wrestle and we are available on all podcast streaming platforms as a part of the silver site network you can follow us on twitter at wcw the podcast you can follow us on instagram at wcw the podcast also if you want to follow the network if you want to follow this glorious glorious lavish exclusive let me slow it down for you and add little melodious tones to it network 
You can follow us on Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop. You can follow us on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop. We have a bunch of amazing shows on our network. We got The Crossroads. We got Pop Culture Collective. We got Nuno Wrestling, which you are currently listening to right now. Big Heck and Weight Adventures, Pop Sports Shorts, and two of the dopest lifestyle shows you could possibly have. Smoking Jays and Views from Up Here. It's, it's a network for everybody. It's a network for everybody. So if you're into wrestling, you got your wrestling. If you're into pop culture, you got your pop culture shows. If you just want to have a lifestyle show and hear some good talk about life in general, we have it here at the Fourth Wall Pop Network where we like to hashtag make it pop. Also, did you know we have a swag shop? Yes, yes, yes. All you have to do is look up our swag shop. We have some dope stuff if you want a t-shirt. It's there. If you want a tank top. It's getting warm outside. So, you know, get a little lavish. Get a little lavish. If you want to wear a face mask, if you're comfortable with it, I know mandates are starting to change up, but if you want a face mask, you can still get one. We are available on tpublic.com slash fourth wall pop. Now, I know I don't plug this often, but if you want to support the podcast by, you know, some little money or some little donation, you can go to anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop slash support. If you want to send us a voice message and, you know, possibly we could play it on air. We are available on anchor.fm slash fourth wall pop slash message. You can leave us a little message, support, hate, love, just leave something, you know. Uh, I am going to sign off now. My name is Wade Olson. I am your, your, your podcast prince let me adjust the crown one more time i love you guys thank you for tuning in maddie drip drip jc bones both on assignment love you guys i had to do this i couldn't just sit here and not let new normal just fall to the wayside man you guys expect more from me the podcast prince has got to deliver and he's gonna do it because that's what i do uh again i love you guys i'm gonna sign off the way we do on big heck and wade because I'm not going to steal my good brother's phrase. I'm going to end this one with a peace, a salute, and I'm out. Later!